In this episode of the Eastside Guy, brought to you by Anchor.com, I'll be talking about my career transition into radio from retail. I'm Ben Murray, your host, and look forward to sharing this episode with you. So, many of you may not know, but for a long time, I had a bug bite me, and this is since childhood. I've always loved recording myself, or anything else, hint, hint, to my parents <laughs> or my friends listening out there, you may have been recorded and you may have never known it. And I don't mean, and I don't mean that in a sneaky way, but this is in my childhood days I'm talking about. Um, I started recording everything I could think of with my Fisher-Price tape recorder probably around the age of five or six years old. And they could be anything from my mother, God rest her soul, yelling at me or my father warning me that if I kept recording, he would take my tape recorder away from me. Well, <laughs> in spite of all that, then came the tormenting fun times of recording all of my sisters and all of their antics through the years. Well, as years went on, being legally blind and so forth, and the young one that I was, I didn't know that this could turn into a talent. On Christmas Day, 1999, I received a wonderful gift, a Sony subwoofer stereo system complete with a radio DJ toy made by Wild Planet back in their 90s and 2000s, a really nice uh, radio DJ type setup with a 10 watt transmitter transmitting on 1610 AM megahertz. So I took it upstairs, locked myself in my room for hours at a time, and made my own radio show. Also, while get, getting inspired by local radio celebrity, one J.B. Orendorf and Mr. Andy Briggle, I learned a lot through the years. And as I grew, I would go upstairs and record my own radio show onto tapes off of my uh, tape player and just have a blast with that and I loved doing it and um, just wanted to work in radio and just that that's been a dream of mine for years so fast forward to March of 2016 I was at the Williams County Business and Industry Show just walking around doing my own thing when I hear a familiar voice behind me a very deep distinctive voice and I knew who it was even though I couldn't see him it was one Mr. James Funderburg now, Jim is a celebrity in the area calling several local football games for the Brian Golden Bears television network on BMU, as well as other sports on television and radio. So I also knew that Jim was a board op for my local radio station, 100.9 WBNO-FM and AM 1520 WQCT. So in the law of the business and industry show that afternoon, I flat out asked him, hey, is there a possibility that I could get a job in radio? You know, could I possibly come in and sit or do some shadowing or whatever the case may be? Well, he said, of course, he'd have to run it by Andy Briggle, who is the head of the uh, radio station and so forth. So I said, no problem. It wasn't even a day later. He said, you can come in. And I said, I'm looking forward to sitting and watching you work. And he says, oh, no. No, no, you are going to be the one pushing the buttons. Andy said that was okay, and I just lit up. I couldn't believe 
what I was hearing. I would be pushing the buttons on the radio. This was during an Indians baseball season. I would be the one playing the commercials. And he said, if you do good enough, Andy wants to give you a shot and hire you. And I said, no way. So, so every shift that I interned for, and this is 2015. I wanted to correct myself, not 2016, because that's when I got hired. It was March of 2015 is when I met Jim. So every baseball game that I worked from April on, I would bring in a Tano's pizza and some breadsticks. Well, one night... <laughs> um, Jim asked if there was any breadsticks left. I kind of look over at him, open an empty box, and uh, we now know the saga of Tano's Pizza and B.B. Murray. And I'll get to the B.B. Murray portion of my name here in just a moment. But as time went on, um, I would uh, learn how to board up Cleveland Indians games, um, Ohio State games when we carried them at the time, and just it, it just blossomed into something I loved. Every minute of every day, I loved working at WBNO, WQCT, or interning because there was no pay with it. So as I made progress through the hoops of everything, November 17th, 2015, was a dream that I thought would never come true. Because I had some challenges at the radio station and operating the computers and syncing everything together with time. However... Mr. Briggle and Mr. Funderburg felt that I was ready to take this on and give it a shot myself. So, without any food, and I mean this jokingly, no food, no key, I get locked in the radio station and told flat out, you're going solo, you can do it, do a good job. And I did it. I board opt my first, I board opt my first Ohio State game and, uh, did a fantastic job, and I was handed a key and a work schedule within the following days. I've been a board operator with WBNO WQCT for almost five years now, and really, really, really enjoy what I do. Whether it's Cleveland Indians baseball broadcasts, any other NCAA sports, whatever we bring, my favorite, though, is high school. Because when I'm on the air uh, doing my scoreboard shows, I love what I do. I'm in this zone. And I say all of this because several employers had said, no, you can't work here because of your vision. You can't be here. You can't be a part of this. We don't want you here. But the staff of WBNO WQCT didn't look at my vision. They looked at me. They looked flat out at me and gave me a, sh a shot at something that I wanted to do for many, many years, which was work in radio. And I, to this day, am truly grateful to Jim and to Andy and to Courtney and everybody that I've worked with for all that they've done for me and None of them judged. None, they've always asked questions. How can we help you? How can we be there for you? And that's how one should feel when going into the workforce. So my message here is a lot of employers 
don't look at the person as a whole, as soon as they hear low vision or disability, they freeze. Work with the employer. Talk to them. Explain to them the situation. And if there's genuine people in the whatever you're trying to do, if there's genuine people in and they look past your disability and they see you, that's an amazing thing. And that's what I've had working with the folks at BNO and QCT is just a wonderful, lasting legacy and friendship over the years. And I'm just proud and honored to be a part of such an amazing team. It means so much to me to walk into work, punch that time card, and bring a broadcast to my local community. Tomorrow, that is Monday, February the 15th, for those that may be listening to this, I'll be on the radio talking with Jim about my podcast, The Esight Guy. You can listen online at wqctradio.com via the TuneIn app, or if you're local in the area, just tune in to 96.5 FM. I hope everyone has enjoyed hearing this latest episode of how I became a radio celebrity, if you will, in Northwest Ohio. I'm glad to be able to share my story in this way, and I hope all my friends and family and others get some inspiration out of this. I may be legally blind, but it sure doesn't stop me from accomplishing my goals and dreams of what I want to do with my life, and there is more to come. If you folks have episode ideas, please leave a voice message. I've posted the link on my Facebook page, on my personal Facebook page. So, everyone, take care. Thank you for your continued support of this podcast. God bless you all, and have a wonderful day. This is the Eastside Guy. I'm Ben Murray saying so long, and thanks for tuning in.